What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Pure Evil MMA. I'm your host, as always, Evil Eddie. And as you know, it's the start of a new year, and we are bringing on guests throughout the year, throughout the end of the year, to kind of review 2018. It was kind of a crazy year. I'm really hoping for a lot more to go down in 2019. But before we jump into 2019 tomorrow, which UFC Brooklyn's going down just a couple of miles away from here, we got to sum everything up. That's the best part of the entire year if you're an MMA media member. So tonight we got Craig Allen from Fight Night Picks joining us. And you guys heard him on the show earlier this year. Let me cut the music. Let's cut the music. Cut. What's going on? How are you doing tonight? I like what you've been doing. There's been a lot of people in the MMA sphere that have really grown over the past couple of years, and I wish nothing but the best to, uh, to everyone into this year. Yeah, man, before we jump into our topics, and just for everybody that's tuning in on the podcast, videocast, wherever you're tuning in to Pure Evil MMA's End of the Year show, we are going to be talking about debut of the year, and also walkout of the year. Two very exciting uh things that, that mean a lot. I mean, the debut of the year, it's always exciting to see what people can do. And every year, it really seems like the last couple of prospects kind of fell through in 2018 that were coming in from 2017, whether it was uh, Mark Casey or uh, Lando Venata. There was a couple of guys that we really had high hopes for that just didn't pull it off in 2018. Even uh, Sugar Shane O'Malley, even though he was kind of on the sidelines, I'm looking forward to what Sugar can do in 2019, he's a little set back right now. It's not like he's on a losing streak or anything, but we have a lot to talk about. But before we jump into that, you brought up PFL. Now, I was at PFL. That was on New Year's Eve in New York. Absolutely crazy. You tuned in from home. You just brought up Ray Cooper. I was sitting right behind his family. There was about 40 people there in his family. And if you've gone to live events, it's so hard to see the, the fighter's family react to a fight, especially if they're... You know, their family members losing. That's one of the hardest things to witness. And Ray Cooper, when there's a million dollars on the line, his brother was right next to us. And I kind of wish PFL put us closer to the cage, away from the audience, because it kind of makes things a little awkward. His brother was going so hard. I don't blame him because a million dollars on the line. Your little brother or older brother has a chance to win that much money. It's uh, It could really cause a lot of tension. So it was really upsetting to see the family... Uh, Really upset and crushed after that. But PFL making things nice and refreshing here in 2018, moving into 2019 with a tournament, with a tournament style. What did you think uh, throughout the year? Do you think that they're going to have another successful year? Because ESPN Plus, you know, the UFC only going to have four fights on cable. You got one FC signed to cable. You got Bellator signed to cable. So, you know, how do you think PFL is going to do this year? Looking forward to that or what? We're very fortunate fans up here in Canada, if you're paying attention to MMA right now, because the biggest question was with the ESPN Plus deal, I mean, they didn't talk about international. I know um, Marcel Dorf didn't know really what was going to happen internationally over in Europe. Everyone in Canada kind of, you know, hands in the air, what are we going to do? So if you're paying attention to UFC, the ESPN Plus prelims, your typical Fight Pass prelims, they're all going to be on TSN. You can catch all of the prelims on TSN, the main cards on TSN. In the States, as we know, your traditional Fight Pass prelims are going to be ESPN+. Plus. Then you've got what? It's three fights on big ESPN, Hernandez, Cerrone, almost your air quotes, your, your main event. And then you move back to ESPN+, Plus again. So it's, it's refreshing. I know you brought the graphic up on Twitter here not that long ago. It's really expensive to be a fan. If you're a fan up in Canada, you get the free content on TSN. Um, you still got, obviously, your Bellator. Some of them on Paramount. You can get the zone 
well here in Canada. You get the NFL if you pay for the zone, so it's a good deal there. And uh, if we're talking about PFL, a lot of Canadians, again, where can I watch PFL? And we're really fortunate, again, there, because uh, if you're paying attention and following along at home, you can watch for free on Facebook, on the PFL Facebook page. If you're international, you can watch all the cards, the main card. You can watch the, the finale uh, on New Year's Eve. You can watch that for free on Facebook. So it's a, it's a great deal if you're an international fan. If you're an American fan, it's going to cost you a little bit more, but uh, we're laughing up here right now. Also, before we jump into any of our topics, they just released a new belt, what the belt looks like. Did you catch that? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I posted a quick little uh, tweet. I think I put it up on Instagram there, too. I noticed you had it up on the screen. Uh, $850 bucks for a replica. What a rip, eh? I mean, I thought it looked pretty good um, in the, the concept sketches, but uh, when I saw Dana White carrying that belt around, it looked pretty Mickey Mouse. It, uh, it looked like a WWE belt that you buy at Walmart for 20 bucks. It really does, but the one thing I really like about it, even though it kind of looks a little strange, it's different, maybe we'll grow into it, I like that every little aspect of it represents something between the the dots, uh, between the flags, like there's all these little things, I posted on my Instagram if you guys want to check it out, at pureevilmma underscore, uh, I, I don't know, it, it looks weird, it's a change, but it doesn't look as professional as the last belt that we had, but I understand that UFC wants to change things up in the ESPN era. ESPN's requesting them to change everything, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound like a huge homer, but uh, what is it? I think the first eight countries to win a belt were represented on there, and you've got the U.S. flag, top left-hand corner, you've got the Canadian flag in the top right. So that's pretty cool. Um, but like you said, I mean, everything represents something. If you defend, you get the same belt, but they they change one of the, what is it, the gems. I don't know if they put diamonds in it, but they change it to a ruby. So it's pretty cool. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty Mickey Mouse. All right, so let's jump into walkout of the year. And before we do that, I got to say, what makes walkout of the year? For me, it has to deal with what it means. When the when the song comes on and you are, say for instance, you're, you're 9, 10 years old, or even if you're 40 years old and it's your first time ever at a UFC event and you hear that music click on, is it going to give you the chills? What does it represent? Does it have anything to do with the fighter's storyline? Does it ring a bell? Or is it just kind of, you know, an exciting song? So... Before you made your pick for this, what did you take into consideration of being the number one pick? Like, what did it need to have before you can actually crown it as the walkout of the year? Two of them are out of left field. One of them um, I didn't cover on one of my year-end shows, and I caught a lot of flack for it. So I included it here. One of them was a huge homecoming fight. I think a lot of people agree that this one uh, definitely needed to be mentioned. And the very last one I have was one, and you kind of brought it up, summed it up well. If we're talking in terms of momentum, in terms of significance, this walkout meant everything. And whether or not you like this fight or not, and you'll come to realize, you know, most people are probably figuring out who this is, but this walkout meant a lot, win or lose. So for me, it's kind of a culmination of a lot of things. If you look way back when, before I get into MMA, I was a big wrestling fan when I was in middle school. Um, and it was so cool. You know, you saw Triple H come in and spit in the water. And you see everybody do it. And it looks kind of cheesy, but it's cool back then. And Shawn Michaels coming in and, uh, you know, the Heartbreak Kid. That was so cool. So for me, it's a little bit cool. It's a little bit of old school, the production value. And at the same time, it's got to be some of that significance too. 
So let's jump right into it. I mean, uh, who did you give your walkout of the year to? And before before you, you say that, I, I, I got to say, let us know what you guys would crown down below in the comments. So, Craig, who did you give your walkout of the year to? So I'm going to walk you through three of them before I tell you my pick. Perfect. So I have three different two of them kind of out of left field. The first one is Jay Hyuk Hyo from Road FC 50. And I posted it up on Twitter. I think I'm going to tag you in it a couple times. But uh, he came out and sang Believer by Imagine Dragons. I thought it was kind of cool. And then if you go back and watch the fight, he got knocked out in about 32 seconds. So it didn't mean a whole lot in terms of significance, but it caught the attention of an international audience. And I think it was good for Road FC. So I threw that one in there. Another good one was Andy Wynn, the American. At Ryzen 13, this was one that I left out uh, when she came out to Smooth Criminal. It was pretty cool. She had Andrea Lee in her corner as oh, a teammate. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, that one was big. I mean, a lot of people were disappointed that I didn't include that in my top four the last time. So I'll include it there. Well, just, just, just wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Just, just tell people why that was important because they call uh, everything that she went through this year with with uh, Andrea Lee, they, they call her uh, Annie. So... That was the significance there with what she went through this year with her husband. And uh, the, the song actually meant something when they played it. So that, that definitely makes sense to put that on the list. Yeah. And I mean, another one, and you talk in terms of significance and, and even a national pride, if you want to say it. Darren Till at UFC Liverpool. And an honorable mention here at number two would be Patty Pimblett against Soren Bach. I mean, Patty Pimblett's got a combo, like three different songs. And when he fought last in Liverpool, and that's why, you know, kind of likening them, he's a, he's a scouser. He's a big deal there at home. Um, but Darren Till, when he came over to Sweet Carolina, Eddie, you would know this. And I, I'm a big Red Sox fan up here. I'm probably a six-hour drive from Boston. But Sweet Caroline means a lot of things to a lot of different people in New England. And uh, back home in Liverpool, it was a big deal for Darren Till. Everybody was singing it. The crowd was so loud. So it was, it was a huge deal. And I think you'd have to agree with that one there. But it's not my number one. So who is your number one? Number one. And if you've ever paid uh, a lick of attention to Fight Night Picks, you know how I feel about this fighter. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor at UFC 229, that's my number one. That's the best walkout of the year. Uh, when they had the legit foggy dew, they had the green dim lights on the canvas. You had the smoke coming in. And then McGregor made his entrance and switches over to Notorious. I mean, that was huge. It was the biggest fight of the year, arguably. Um, and we know the result. But, man, before that fight, that was awesome to see. It's the chills. And I want to mention something before I give away my top pick for walkout song or walkout of the year. I like what you mentioned there for your top pick with Conor McGregor because if there's something that I would like the UFC or any promotion to really bring back, it's what we saw at UFC 189 with Chad Mendes versus Conor McGregor when they had Aaron Lewis yeah. sing out Chad Mendes, a live performance, and then you had Sinead O'Connor sing out Conor McGregor. It set the vibe so perfect. It made everything feel so much more important. It felt like they were going into a war. It felt like lives were going to change as soon as that bell rang. And it, it changed Conor McGregor's life. But I would like to see more of that. I don't know how expensive it is. It doesn't need to be every fight. Just the main event, I think it would add a lot more emotion to the entire fight. 
I mean, it sucked when I talked about Darren Till and how cool that walk-in was. If you go on USC.tv on Fight Pass and you want to watch that, they won't show you the intro. And I understand, you know, rights issues with the songs and everything. They'd have to pay a boatload of money to have them. But you're right. I mean, you look at the intros for WWE, and I look back as a fan way back when. That was huge for me. I thought that was the coolest thing. And, they, they you know, they had the fireworks and Look at Dave Bautista, huge movie star now, but back then it was so cool to see his intro and and moving it into, you know, combat sports, it, it has its place for sure. And we've seen it in, you know, over like a one championship where they show them walking all the way through backstage, all the way in, and they have huge video boards. You watch ACB, which is now ACA, they do it. And uh, Ryzen, I mean, they're huge for it. So it'd be great if we could see that in the UFC. I mean, Bellator does a decent job. Another honorable mention would be David Rickles because the caveman put a lot into his intros. But uh, yeah, wish the UFC would pick up some slack and, uh, and put more emphasis on them for sure. So let me crown my walkout of the year. You mentioned his name already. He didn't get your number one pick. But it has to go to Darren Till just because. And let me explain why before anyone... Uh, freaks out that I'm picking Darren Till. It's because of what it meant. I mean, Darren Till, he was coming off that win to Cowboy Cerrone, so everybody had their eyes on him. It was on Free Fox, so at the time, I was at my little brother's house. He was having, like, a big family party, and I forced everybody. I was like, listen, if I'm coming over, I have to watch the fight. I can't miss it. And if you guys remember, it was early in the afternoon here on the East Coast, so it was kind of weird to get ready for a fight that's not at nighttime. So for Darren Till moving in, I was telling everybody what they can expect. And everyone that was sitting down, I think it was my brother's fiance's uh, father and, and the sisters, and they all said the same thing. Like, wow, I, I'm ready for this fight. It got everybody geared up. Him coming out to Sweet Caroline, the crowd singing, it just meant so much. And even though it wasn't the most exciting fight, it gave me the goosebumps. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. That's what people are going to remember. So it go my my pick goes to Darren Till. Yeah, I mean, definitely can't disagree with you there. Another one that uh, that really got me in 2018, and he chose it in 2018. It wasn't his first big win; it was his second one. Was uh, Anthony Smith when he decided to choose Return to the Mac? I know Dominic Reyes uses it now. There's a lot of fighters in some of the smaller promotions that use it. Man, one hell of a song it's a great one for sure and for anthony smith it kind of set him up then he came into moncton took on uzdemir had the song uh you know mark montoya telling him what he can do as they're walking into the cage and smith was able to get it done and now he gets the title shot so that's another one that's kind of an honorable mention but man if, if they pay more attention to the walkout day that'd be awesome you know what? You mentioned Return of the Mac. If you guys want to hear a good remix of that, go check out Post Malone. Post Malone actually covers that. Uh, he actually did it at the... Uh, it, it was filmed on Netflix for Seth Rogen and his girlfriend's comedy special, but it gave me the chills. That's a great song. Uh, <laughs> and honestly, Anthony Smith has a great year headed up uh, ahead of him. But before we move on, I got to give an honorable mention to the one guy that everybody gets a chills for when he walks out, and that's the Korean zombie when he comes out to zombie. And even though he didn't win, he won all five rounds up to the last second. But when he comes out, everybody is ready for that song to drop. And I think that's really important for a fighter, especially in this day and age when it comes down to the entertainment aspect. I mention it nonstop because it's what the UFC is really pushing for. You need to represent yourself. Well, what is it about you that stands out? Is it your mustache? Is it your personality? Is it your walkout? And for the Korean zombie man, as soon as he makes that walkout, Anderson Silva as well, when he walks out to DMX, uh, 
ain't no sunshine and he wants that belt back. It, 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 it gives you the chills and it means a lot. And that's why we have to have this part of the end of the year show mentioned when it comes down to walkout, because those are the moments that a lot of people will remember at the end of the day. I think that you made some great picks. I think Darren Till moving forward, he can't use that same walkout song. Maybe he can, but you're not going to get the same feeling. You know what I mean? So uh, let us know what you guys think down below here in the comments. Who would you guys crown the walkout of the year? Moving forward, the next topic here is debut of the year. Now, before we discuss this, before we crown our debut of the year, what does it mean to you to uh, crown somebody for debut of the year? What, what does it take to deserve that title? All four of the, uh, the fighters that I chose are considered for debut of the year. All four of them able to get finishes in their first fight. And that was really important for me. You have to be able to kind of put down a statement that you're here, you want a belt. Uh, one of them said that they want to become, and that, that kind of gives it away, but wants to become the youngest champion in UFC history. So you kind of get that one right out the gate, but it, it has to mean something. You have to try and prove yourself on a big stage. And it's funny because we had a show last night, my brother and I, and we were talking about, um, you know, maybe there's going to be a fighter that makes an impact on this card that we have coming up this weekend. And I don't really see it, but we saw it on a lot of the cards this past fall that the UFC had, especially the fight night cards where there was a lot of regional talent, a lot of talent that, you know, you or I or a really hardcore fan would recognize. And if one of those fighters is able to go on, make a UFC debut, make an impact, they can skyrocket into a great opportunity. So the four fighters I chose, they're really primed for, for good things in 2019. So who is it? Who are you, who are you giving it to? Because once you mention that they're going to be on this upcoming fight, I like that because people, <laughs> it, it's relevant. People can, can see them coming up and that fight, for this fighter that you chose means a lot for their career in 2019, whether they're going to sink or sim, uh, swim, really. So I've got Macy Barber on my list. She's not my number one. She had a great year, um, you know, not even in the UFC. In, in LFA, she won two big fights, had two finishes. She was able to get a third-round finish in Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. And then the big win over Hannah Cypress at uh, that Denver card that you had mentioned, Korean Zombie and Yari Rodriguez. So Macy Barber wants to become the youngest UFC champion in history. She's only 20 years old. I think she has a decent shot at Charlie to do that. Also on my list, I have Gary Tonin. went 3-0 in 2018. All three of them finish, finishes. He uh, hasn't really relied on his BJJ, which is really interesting to watch certain fighters that have been coming up, like a Kayla Harrison, where she doesn't want to rely on her judo. We've seen it a lot with certain heavyweight fighters where they might have a wrestling pedigree, but they want to work on the striking. We've even seen it with Khabib. He wants to start striking more in boxing. So uh, Gary Tony, you have to have him on your list. He's a must-see guy in, uh, in one championship. And I had a chance to speak with him here recently on Fighting Picks, but I know Michael Fidel also has a great article that just came out with uh, Body Lock MMA, so be sure to check that one out. The other guy that I have before I crown my champ is Dylan Davis, and a lot of people are going to think now talking about McGregor's best walkout in but Dylan Danis, we have to see what's going to happen with the suspension. We'll find that out in, what, a week or two from now. But debuting at Bellator 198 in April, he was able to get a toehold finish. The only other toehold I can think of in not even recent memory, but one of my favorite fights to watch is Frank and Tank Abbott. When uh, Tank Abbott said, I don't like pretty boys, and, uh, you know, Frank Mir able to get it done with 
Dennis, but my number one, and you, you mentioned it, I mean, Alexander Hernandez, coming in on short notice, 42-second knockout, he used to over Benil Dariush, a guy that's been there, done that, and he's proven that he's a, a tough UFC out. For Hernandez to get that win, that was huge, and that was a great debut. Now, not a great performance against OAM in Calgary in the summer, but still, I mean, he's taken on Donald Cerrone. If he's able to beat a legend like Donald Cerrone, Man, Alexander Hernandez, prime for a big 2019. Yeah, man, he, a huge fight for him. I mean, if you win this fight, you're in, you're in the talk. Look what happened to Darren Till. Nobody really knew who Darren Till was until he Cowboy Cerrone. Look what he was able to do in his last couple of fights, beating Benil Darius, beating Oliver Aubin Mercier. I mean, oh wait, oh wait, yeah, man, he was on such a streak. To see him beat him was just like, wow. To beat Benil Darius. Wow. And a lot of people are underestimating Alexander Hernandez. I like that pick. And we're going to see what happens tomorrow. We're going to see what happens tomorrow if he can, if he's eligible to uh, be in that top talk. But for somebody to make a debut in one year and jump up the ranks like that to fight Cowboy Cerrone, you got a lot riding on you. And there, there's got to be a lot of pressure for, for Hernandez moving forward. I mean, if you're, a, if you're a gambling fan, you were looking to make a bet on that. Last night I was talking about it. I think Hernandez is, he's over a two to one favorite. I think Cerrone's like a plus 165. You can get that. I'm picking Cerrone to win the fight, but you're right. If Hernandez can get the win, it's huge for him. So let me crown my number one debut of the year. I think it has to go to Israel Alessandro. Look what he was able to do this year. He had, I think, three fights in 2018 making his debut. And I think like February or March. And a lot of people were doubting him. And what he was able to do in that first fight, people weren't too pleased. Even Israel wasn't pleased. Then he goes out there, gets a couple more wins. And now he's going to be fighting Anderson Silva. That is another test. It's, it's kind of like Hernandez. It's like, this is the proving ground. So my number one pick has to go to Israel Alsanya. I think he's going to be the future champion. His personality, it sells. The UFC is dying for superstars right now. And I think Israel Alsanya has that written all over him. But if he can get past Anderson Silva, it's going to be legendary. It's going to be the passing of the torch. Am I picking Israel Alsanya? First, let me ask you, are you picking Israel Alsanya versus Anderson Silva? Who are you picking? Yeah, I mean, I'll back it up just a bit. If you go back, um, I did a 2018 show before UFC 232 on Dialogue, and I actually picked Israel Adesanya as my up-and-comer of the year. Like you said, 4-0 in 2018, two finishes. I also picked him as my male fighter of the year. So I, I didn't totally forget about Israel Adesanya. It was just Hernandez's debut on short notice, able to get it done that quick. That's my reasoning for picking him. But I can definitely understand, I mean, the win over Rob Wilkinson, uh, I believe that was a second-round TKO that he was able to get, and a hell of a year. In the fight against uh, Anderson Silva, I mean, yeah, i got to pick Israel Adesanya. It, I, I don't think it's even going to be close. Um, Anderson Silva coming off a layoff. He's, uh, you know, kind of on the wrong side of 40 at this point. Uh, you never want to count him out, uh, and his jiu-jitsu could be, you know, next level. That could be what he's working on. I'm not in his camp, so I couldn't tell you, but I'm really looking forward to the fight, and I'm going to be picking out of Sonya in that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it just because is this what it's going to take for Anderson Silva to get motivated and show everybody that he, he still is a top contender, that these guys that are coming up, don't deserve a spot. They don't deserve a chance. Look at what just happened to Donald Cowboy Cerrone going in against Mike Perry. He was kind of, you know, he was like, what What the hell is this? I, I, des I deserve better opponents than uh, 
than this guy. And he goes in there, he submits him. So I think this might motivate Anderson Silva. But however, I am going to be picking Israel Asana to win this fight because one thing that frustrates me about Anderson Silva is I always feel like he can do more. He he hasn't been pulling the trigger as much as he has been in the past. So I'm really anxious to see this fight and it's going to really pave the way for the future of Israel Alasanya. So let me know what you guys think down below. Do you agree with me and Craig's picks for the walkout of the year and debut of the year? Before we end the show, Craig, what do you got planned in the next couple of weeks here? I mean, uh, are you going to be covering tomorrow's fights? And uh, are you going to be doing a live fight companion? Because I've been seeing you do that lately. Yeah, I had a show there last night, and we were talking off air about, you know, live or not live. We decided to uh, to pre-record it. Still use OBS, but, uh, but pre-record it nonetheless. Had uh, an interview on there with a couple guys competing at King of the Cage Combat Zone February 23rd. Adrian Valeca and Anthony Romero, they're both Canadians. It's uh, actually in the U.S. side of Niagara Falls where that fight's going to take place. So really looking forward to that. But yeah, as far as uh, Fight Japan, I'm going to be doing one tomorrow for the ESPN and the second part of the ESPN Plus card. So the very last bit of the prelim and then the main card, we're going to be going live. We're also going to be on sportsboot.tv. And if you've never heard of it, make sure you check it out. You can subscribe and follow us there. Um, it's real-time interaction on there. There's there's a chat. You can see the fight card. There's a lot of neat stuff there. So we're going we're gonna to test the waters with that tomorrow. And uh, really looking forward to it. And a reminder, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at CraigAllenFNT and uh, Eddie. Really want to thank you for uh, for bringing me on. It was great to uh, to catch up and to uh, to talk to you. Yeah, before I let you go, I got to ask you. You got to go cover a UFC event this year. What was that like, man? Um, you know what? I started in April officially with a small little podcast where it was just me droning on and on about fights and stats and different stuff. And there's probably nobody listening. So for the past, you know eight months to, to go the way they have. I just want to thank everybody that's been paying attention. I never thought I would cover uh, a UFC event. I recently was accepted into the MMAJA as well, so I never really thought that something like that would ever come about. I covered my first fight card in June, uh, the day after I talked to the promoters about getting credentials, and, uh, you know, never thought that this would ever happen. So it was a great year, and as far as UFC Moncton went, it was awesome. I mean, uh, there were only three of us there covering it, uh, you know, top to bottom, doing interviews uh, behind the scenes. So uh, it was it was pretty special for sure. And it was really special because, uh, you know, to my knowledge, there are a few different people in New Brunswick covering it, but there wasn't a whole lot of attention. So I, uh, I had a bit of a promo video that came out. I jumped in the Atlantic Ocean in October and grabbed a lobster out of the water. I did some different stuff. So looking forward to, uh, to doing some more fun stuff in, uh, in 2019. And hopefully the UC can come back up uh, our way. Maybe, maybe another Boston card, something like that. Yeah, man, I actually saw that video that you did where you were kind of giving everybody a tour of, <laughs> of that area. I thought that was pretty cool. You're kind of switching it up, doing uh, something that we really haven't seen before. And I think that was really special. So keep up the hard work. I want to thank you so much for joining me once again here on Pure Evil MMA. And we got so much to look forward to. So, guys, make sure to go follow Craig. Craig, where can everybody find you on Twitter and Instagram once again? Craig Allen FNT, Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow the uh, the old company page at Fight Night Picks on Twitter. And uh, like you said, there's going to be uh, some different content out tomorrow, so be sure to uh, to follow along. And thanks again, Eddie. And for people that are listening to the podcast, they didn't tune into the video cast. Where can they find your podcast? What do they got to type in to subscribe to your channel? Easy as it gets, man. <laughs> Everything. 
things. Uh, it's all Fight Night Picks. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us iTunes, Stitcher. Same as you. It's wherever you can find a podcast, we're on there. And uh, website as well, fightingpicks.net. There's articles. There's the podcast. There's the YouTube stuff. And uh, the shop went down for a little bit. There were some issues on WordPress, but uh, I'm working to get it back up. There's some shirts here, too. They're, they're pretty cool. And, and for those of you guys out there that are tuning into Pure Evil May week after week, you probably see me wearing a Fight Night Pick shirt. We got to thank Craig for sending <laughs> me that care package. I got stickers all over the studio of Fight Night Picks. Also, uh, that t-shirt, man, it's super comfortable. I like to wear that all the time. You guys probably see me wearing it all the time here on the podcast. So, got to represent my boy. So, thank you so much, Craig. Enjoy the rest of your night, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll be tweeting all night for uh, these upcoming fights tomorrow. Appreciate it, man. Really looking forward to it. All right, man. Have a good night, and uh, God bless. See you later. There you guys go. Craig Allen, White Knight Picks. I'm Eve Letty from Pure Evil MMA. Subscribe down below here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Player FM, wherever wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're hearing this. Follow me on Twitter at evil-echo. That's E-V-I-L underscore E-C-C-O. Also on Instagram at pureevilmme underscore. We don't just do the podcast, guys. We do vlogs. We do fight companions. Where I actually travel to events. I show you guys what it's like to be a media member. I bring you on the train. I bring you to the media walk-in. I just did it for PFL 11. Go check it out on the YouTube channel at pureevilmma. YouTube.com slash pureevilmma. I'm Eve Letty from Pure Evil MMA. And guys. Wait knuckles to the end, and remember, without evil, there's no purity. Pave sauce.